0: Katie. What's up, dude? What's up? How are you?
1: Uh, just, you know, hanging out at 9 o'clock on a Tuesday.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm, I feel like the the introduction to this call is a little bit too nonchalant considering this is the first time we're actually hearing each other's voice.
1: Yeah. On the same yeah, call. I could see that.
0: I'm pretty excited about this.
1: I do. I'm very nervous, but I'm calming down. I, I get nervous, like, right leading up to, but then when it's going down, I'm, I'm fine. It's just the, the lead up that I'm allowed to, you know, psych myself out.
0: Well, right I'm or. nervous too, so that's two of us. <laughs> Fair enough. I've never done this before. I am freaked out right now.
1: You do this all the time. You talk to people on the phone all the time.
0: You don't know that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I happen to have listened to a couple of your podcasts, just being honest.
0: Well, listen, I'm super excited, most importantly just that I get to talk to you, but thank you for coming on and being willing to chat. I know uh, I know. before we've even had the conversation, this is going to help a lot of people, and, and I'm really just excited to hear you talk and, and hear sort of your side of things, because you've really done some really tremendous work and had some amazing accomplishments over the last few months. So I don't want to put any words in your mouth. I sort of just want you to take take the take the stage. You take the lead and like I'll follow your lead.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well if you want me to take the lead, I'll take the lead. But I want yeah. like is there uh, based on like I, I thought we would start with you sort of sharing your story a little bit, some background and we go from there.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I can do that. So I am I just turned 33, what a week ago, and I am from Alabama, but I live in Washington. and I can't remember how I found you on Instagram, but I I was in a really not great spot, having just recently been diagnosed with Hashimoto's after like knowing for several years that I had it. like I, did a whole bunch of research because I started having a lot of issues going to the doctor and they were like, Oh, you're totally fine. Everything's fine. And in the background, like my hair is falling out. I can't stay awake. I can't sleep at night. And I'm like constantly gaining weight, even if I don't eat anything. Like I went through phases of just trying to figure out like, well, I'm clearly eating too much, so I just won't eat anything at all. And then also, not knowing how the scale worked, watching the scale go up on days so that I was just like, I haven't eaten in like three days. What is happening? Um, and then I found you. after well, hold, being on, hold on, hold on. Shimos- I have to interrupt. Oh, I have to ahead. interrupt.
0: This is like, I, I've never, ever, ever had a conversation like this. And I, I think it's already, this is going to help a lot of people because a lot of people never go to the doctor. Or go to the doctor and they're told that they don't have an issue uh, but they they refuse to believe it and and clearly there are a a great number of people who do have a problem with their thyroid with with their metabolism with whatever but you knew like you knew there was actually something going on like could you talk a little bit about like how extreme the either the symptoms were or like extreme measures you were taking and still not seeing progress
1: Sure. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, So when I was about 25, out of the complete blue, I started having really horrendous stomach issues that I just, I've been lactose intolerant my entire life. But when I was about 25, I really started having some significant digestion issues. And I was living near a military post because my ex was in um, flight school. And I went to one doctor after like weeks of like severe, severe gastric pain. And I could not figure out what was going on. Like, I would be hungry, but I would be terrified to eat because as soon as I ate, I would be in massive amounts of pain. I was extremely constipated. Sorry for anyone that's TMI, but
0: that's never TMI. We talk about pooping, sex, periods. No TMI on this podcast.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. Um, So I went to one doctor, and it was not a military doctor for anybody out there that's like, oh my gosh, you went to a military doctor. No, it was just a near military post. And this dude told me that he asked me a bunch of questions, and I answered no to all of them. And he thought for a second, and then he said, hmm, well, I still think it's this. Which led me to think, wait a minute, I just answered no to all your questions, and you said, I still think, which makes me feel like you shouldn't think that, but you're going to go with it. I'm going to say I'm
0: going to be stubborn and just go with my original thought, because I couldn't possibly be wrong. (laughs)
1: Exactly. So, he told me I had overproduction of acid in my stomach, and I was like, I don't think so, but you're the doctor. And then I asked him, flat out, because I'd done a little bit of research, not to say, you know listen to your doctor, don't get on WebMD, you probably don't have cancer, it's going to be okay, um, but <laughs> I, I did a little bit of research, and I found out that some people can have a gluten intolerance, which led me to think that that might be something that I was having, he laughed in my face, Jesus. he told me that it wasn't a gluten intolerance, that wasn't a thing. That I needed to take this medication, and if this medication didn't make it better, I likely had stomach cancer and I was gonna die.
0: That's what so he said?
1: That was, that was my very first doctor's appointment for my stomach cancer. What
0: the fuck? <laughs> yeah. so, I'm heated um, right now. Was, like, who was this guy? What the um, fuck?
1: Well, Fort Rucker, Alabama is where dreams go to die. So, like, if you live there or you're going to live there, I'm really sorry for you because it's a nightmare. And I'm from Alabama, so that's saying a lot.
0: Jeez. Okay, (laughs) all right. So keep going. Wow.
1: So I got the – he just prescribed me some really stout antacids, which made the problem worse because my problem was that I was already having a problem digesting gluten, but – he gave me antacids, which weakened the acid in my stomach, which only made the problem worse. So, after like three months of just being in excruciating amounts of pain, I finally just said, you know what? The only thing I can do right now is to just cut gluten out entirely. So, that's what I did. And I'd been doing that for several years. And I did not know that, but that was like the precursor to. I had my doctor thinks my doctor now that I have is amazing. And she thinks my entire life I had. I was hypothyroid, so I've had some issues that I've talked to her about. That she really thinks hindsight being twenty twenty, that I've had hypothyroid issues my entire life that just went under the radar. Um, and a
0: gluten intolerance is a precursor to that.
1: So a gluten intolerance can come along with Hashimoto's, and you can essentially, from what I from what I understand, and I'm not a doctor, so I could don't you know hold me to the wall on this one, but. When you have Hashimoto's, you can't have gluten because something about the wheat gluten molecule looks very similar to the thyroid hormone, and when you ingest gluten, when you have Hashimoto's, it makes your body have an autoimmune response, so it attacks the gluten, but because it, it looks so similar to your thyroid, it also attacks your thyroid, so it breaks down your thyroid over time, which means your already poor functioning thyroid is only going to function less and less and less over time the longer you keep ingesting gluten. Now, not everybody has a digestive issue with it. I just happen to be one of those lucky people that do. So a lot of people that have Hashimoto's don't realize they really shouldn't be having gluten. Cycle starts all over again and it just goes downhill from there. So what it ended up happening, what my doctor thinks happened, is I had caused an autoimmune response because I was eating diet pills like it was my job because... Ah, what were you taking? Oh, uh, dude, if it's on the market, I took it. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, if you can buy it, especially if you can, like, search through all of the bodybuilding forums online and find the one, um, that's, you know, that was me. So, and I did that in hindsight. Again, as I previously mentioned, my doctor thinks I had thyroid issues my entire life. I also had people in my life, and these some of these people are gone. But some of these people are still in my life, and I'm not going to, like, name any names because they might listen to this podcast, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But um, I've always had people commenting on my weight my entire life. So I just developed this idea that no matter what, I could always improve on the way that I looked. Like, my my body was never quite good enough. And people would even say, they'd be like, it, you're just... You'd be so much cuter if you just lost a little weight. You would be so much hotter if you had a better figure. And so in my what, head, like, I heard are all these, these like Are these like
0: friends? Are they like like family members? Like
1: Both. Both. The worst the worst. culprit, honestly, was my ex-husband. I mean, and it's part of the reason why he's my ex. But um, I just developed these really horrible body image issues over, I mean, I remember being like 12 and thinking I was fat. And I look back at pictures now, and I was like a, a rail. So I mean, it, it's it was in my head, but it was put in my head from people. And I know it, it. Part of the reason why it was so difficult is because it was put in my head from people that I knew cared about me. So I knew they weren't trying to hurt me. They were in their head, you know, that kid's getting a little bit pudgy. Somebody ought to say something to. Or really, I was a kid. I was probably going to level out at one point or another.
0: 100%. Maybe saying
1: something to me wasn't <laughs> wasn't the best you know line but i so all of these things led to me just chewing on diet pills like it was my job and my doctor thinks that the fact that i was already probably hypothyroid eating diet pills like it was my job really just put too much stress on my system which that's when my hashimoto's like kicked off was when i was 25 so i'm 33 now so i've been dealing with it for eight years and I just got diagnosed a year ago. Wow.
0: So wow it, it, was, it was
1: it was an uphill battle. I went to another doctor who, who took blood and in the appointment that I went to, she I told her all my symptoms, I told her what was going on and she looked me in the face and she's like, oh, that sounds terrible. You sound like you definitely have something going on. And then she got my blood work back and she didn't do there's a thyroid antibodies test that you can do that tells you unequivocally whether you have um, Hashimoto's or not. She didn't do that test. She did just your standard oh my God. blood test. It came back, and she. I told her, I said that you know a lot of people have been telling me it's because I just turned 30, but these problems have been in existence before I turned 30, and I feel like you don't just, there's not like a time clock in your body that you hit 30, and then it just, you know. Of course not. Starts, <laughs> like, oh, well she hit the 30 mark. Turn it backwards. Uh, th- that didn't make sense to me. And so my first appointment, she goes, well, I just turned 30. Don't let anybody tell you that. That doesn't make any sense. Fast forward two weeks. When I go back to my recheck appointment, she looks at my blood work. She looks me dead in the face. And she goes, well, you did just turn 30. So, you know.
0: Oh, yay, yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> I was like, is this a joke? Is there a camera crew? What's going on? So when I finally got diagnosed last year, I my doctor was like, let me guess you've gained probably like 30 pounds over a a specific period of time and you cannot lose it no matter what. I was like, yes. And she was like, you're dead tired all day. You can't exercise. Like the idea of exercising makes you almost have a panic attack because you know, you can't possibly do it. And I was like, "Yep." She's like, and you can't sleep at night either. Can you? And I was like, no, not at all. So I'm exhausted all the time. and I can't sleep at night. So I have no idea what's going on. And it was a combination of two things. I have Hashimoto's, which was making me devastatingly tired, and I had insanely high estrogen, which was making me completely unable to sleep at night. So um, it, was a, it was a long uphill battle. And then once I finally got diagnosed, I thought I was going to take medication that was going to totally erase all of my issues and it was just gonna be like completely starting over without Hashimoto's, and that was incorrect as well. So But that was my fault. That wasn't anybody else's fault.
0: You you said something I just wanted to ask so you said number one that you noticed that your hair had been falling out, and, and also that you literally like you just wouldn't eat, but you were still gaining weight. Like I think this is really important for people to hear, like when you say like you literally like wouldn't eat, like what would what would not a day but like several days look like?
1: Um, so it was long enough ago now that I don't quite remember because it was also just really, really difficult. So I think my brain kind of like blocked that out a little bit, but honestly, like I would eat, um, I would drink a lot of coffee, a lot of coffee, which I still do, but I would drink a lot of coffee and I would eat like some toast or some like almonds, and maybe I would eat dinner. So I would eat dinner at night because my fiance would be home and he'd already caught me not eating once and was really upset about it. Like, why aren't you eating? What's going on? Um, so I knew I at least had to eat in front of him. I was Like I gotta eat cause if he catches me not eating. He's going to be upset and I don't want to upset him. Not I should eat. I don't want to upset him. So I'm going to eat. And so I would eat dinner at night and that would be any anything you know random stuff but most of the time that would be my only meal and then the next day I would take my mountain bike out to this trail that was down the road from our house and I would just ride my mountain bike around this two mile path for like an hour and a half and then come home and weigh myself just be like it's gotta have gone down like I just sweated buckets I know it's gotta have gone down and it hadn't. And about uh, two months of doing that, I just gave up. I just completely gave up because I uh, I really had no energy. And I, when I was doing my research on convincing myself that I definitely had Hashimoto's, or well, convincing myself so that I could do what I could without the help of a doctor, because I clearly wasn't going to get diagnosed. I felt. And they called it. Um, Exercise and tolerance, and that is the best way I can describe how I felt. I went from feeling like I could run seven miles, which I could at one point, run seven miles in about an hour, and not be devastatingly tired. I would get about 10 minutes into a run, and everything in my body would be screaming that we had to stop. Like, there's no way we can keep going. There's nothing we can do. You have to walk. In fact, you should probably sit down right now. So you know there once I- that...
0: I, I'm sorry to interject. I this is really important, and I, I'm so happy and and really grateful that you're talking about this because I just want to clarify, just so everyone listening can really understand this. It wasn't a lack of motivation. It wasn't like oh, like I'm a little tired, or oh, like I, I like I'm just not going to go. Like it was literally like your body. You you did not have the power within you to do it.
1: Exactly, and that's something I want to make very clear. Is a lot of people in that time. Again, these are people that I care about, and I'm not trying to talk poorly about anybody because everybody perceives things differently. So, like, it's so common for people to make excuses that it's very difficult. And a lot of people, you know, want to say that you're making an excuse because they know that they're, you know, they don't want to, like, examine themselves either. Like, I'm going to call you out on making an excuse because I don't want to believe that it's that hard for you. For whatever reason, I think that's just part of the human condition. Sometimes we don't really want to acknowledge that something is that difficult for someone. And a lot of people were like, well, haven't? what if you just did this? What if you just did that? And I can't tell you how many. I got blood type diet. I got anti-inflammatory diet. This is what you should do. This is definitely going to help you. Maybe you should go vegan. Have you considered being vegetarian? And... I was like, no, you don't understand. It's not a motivation problem. I I would set myself up to go either ride my bike or go for a run or try and go to the gym. And it's not a motivation issue. It is 100% like if you've ever done anything to muscle failure and you know without a doubt that you cannot possibly do that again, but that's the beginning of your workout. That's, that's how I felt.
0: And that is... I really want to just hit on that for a second, then then we can move forward. The reason I really want to clarify that is because what you went through is like the pinnacle of awful in terms of trying to get to the bottom of this. A lot of people do think or like to say that they they have a thyroid issue or or Hashimoto's or whatever it is, Um, and they don't. And they'll they'll sort of say, well, you know, I'm really tired, and I'm like, well, how tired? And they like the description of tired, description of fatigue, description of, it, they're like, well, you know, I'm just not as motivated to go to the gym anymore. I'm like, hold on, this is not the symptoms. Like, and I that's why I wanted Correct. you to describe it because if someone actually has that, like, it is it is excruciating, and. I can't. I, I'm not speaking from personal experience because I'm fortunate enough not to have that. But it is not something where you're like, oh well, I just can't lose weight, so this must be it. It's like, no, no. You. It's not just the weight loss. It's like there are so many other things going on, like devastating fatigue, devastating like muscle fatigue and pain. It's it's really. That's one of the reasons I'm so glad that you're talking about this because it's not something just to say oh well i must have a thyroid issue and blame your lack of weight loss on that because if it was if it was a true thyroid issue like you would be going through some serious shit
1: yeah oh yeah and see i also want to clarify too is that when i got put on my thyroid medication a year ago last september i had 100% put all of my weight gain on my thyroid just to be you know on the same vein of oh it must be my thyroid Well, part of it was. So I know initially my weight gain was my thyroid, but after a certain period of time, my weight gain was also my giving up. So when I got my prescription for my thyroid medication, I thought this was going to be a one-stop shop, (laughs) and that weight was just going to start melting off. (laughs) And that also was devastating to deal with because I genuinely thought, I, I mean, you could have put me to the wall on this, and I would have said, I absolutely, my diet is not that bad. And it was. It just was. And so I did have a thyroid issue, and I had gained, I would say, I had gained probably 20 pounds that was because of my thyroid. But the extra, like, 10 to 15, extra 20, just depending on how bad I was doing in that those couple of months, was me because I'd given up. I'd given up and said, I'm just never gonna be able to get this weight off. It's because I have a thyroid problem. So when I hear people say, well, I think I have a thyroid problem, they get kind of annoyed with me because you might, you very well could, but I ask them questions like, so I also went through cosmetology school. And one of the things in cosmetology school before you even start actually cutting hair is you have to learn different kind of diseases that can affect hair growth and um, things like that. And during this time is when all my hair was starting to fall off. And I had, like, I used to have an insane amount of hair. It's better now, but it, it got to the point where I was just like, if I hadn't had this much hair when I started, I'd have no hair right now. Because I would wash my hair, and, I mean, handfuls of hair would come out when I was washing my hair. And that is not normal. So uh, when I before I knew everything was going on, I I definitely was like I think I think there's a problem, but I would put you know my problems on there's a problem I haven't been diagnosed so it's not my fault, and a lot of people want to be like oh well I think I have a thyroid issue well is your hair <laughs> falling out in clubs? Uh, are you and when I say tired I mean like the you. Wake up in the morning on the verge of tears because you cannot think how you're going to find the energy to get through this day. Like, I don't mean to sound dramatic, but I worked full time during this time as a hairstylist and I worked 40 hour weeks and I would wake up in the morning and just go, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to make it through today. Like, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen, let alone come home and, and exercise after that. And my body hurt. My, I, I, I call like I don't know. I don't know what it feels like to have arthritis because I don't know that I have arthritis. But like the long bones in my body would just hurt. I mean, there and it was inescapable. There's nothing I can do about it. So there, it goes. It's a lot more than just I'm really tired. And I used to have all this motivation to go to the gym, <laughs> and now suddenly I don't. And I think it's my thyroid. Like, it could be, it could be, but it could also just be a little bit of apathy, you know. You know so I,
0: I think I think you really hit on some amazing points, and a lot of people, they, they they very well could have a thyroid issue as as you do, but a lot of people I've seen, especially as more and more information comes out on the internet, and, and that's one of the reasons why. I'm so glad that you're talking about it, and and I, you're not being dramatic. You're you're being honest. A lot of people will might talk about thyroid issues, or they'll write articles about reasons why you're not losing weight, for the purpose of getting a popular article rather than actually helping people. And they'll they'll very much downplay it, like oh, you might have a thyroid issue, and then not really give the specifics of what a thyroid issue actually looks like or feels like, or give the in depth analysis. Which is why I wanted I, I want you to say it because someone who's gone through it like you're not going to bullshit it you're not you're like this is this is serious this isn't like a lack of motivation like this is this is like really like devastating issues and one of the, one of the reasons i think this is going to be so helpful for people is because it's very easy to fall back on the oh well you know i just must have this genetic or thyroid issue metabolic issue and it's just not in the cards for me. So then they give up. And then that's where you went into saying like, listen, there was 10, 15, however many pounds that were even after you got on the medication that were more because you had given up. And and you said something I would love to explore it a little bit because now we're like really getting into where things started to change and, and you completely like blew me away. Um, what Would you mind telling me like just looking back and if you can remember what because you said like your diet wasn't that good. Because you had like given up, what did that sort of look like to you? Like, what did that look like then? Because then you thought that it was pretty good or decent, but looking back, you're like, yeah, it really wasn't. Like, what what did it look like?
1: Honestly, I so I tend to eat fairly healthily. Be, well, not because, but I, I so I, I can't have gluten, right? And I I watch my dairy intake because I don't know what's changed, but. Over the last year, my uh, lactose intolerance has really calmed down, so I don't know if maybe it was always something else that getting that all on track has kind of cleared it up. However, um, so I, I have to be careful when I eat out at restaurants, so I have to already pay attention to what I'm eating is what I'm getting at. is I am I am very thorough when I go out to eat, when I'm buying something in a grocery store. I read every label because I do not want to have, I do not want to accidentally get gluten. I actually, I think that's what I call it. In case <laughs> anybody I was like, "What? What I did you just like say?" <laughs> I call it getting glutened. And I actually got gluten sometime this weekend. Not, in, not in a severe way, but I can, I don't feel very good. My, I get super bloated. Like I look nine months pregnant. No joke. I actually put a picture on my Instagram because I have a lot of people that are like is it really that bad or try and downplay it? And I'm like, you want to know how bad it is? I look nine months pregnant and I stay that way for about a whole week and it's excruciatingly painful. So next time you want to tell me, is it that bad? Yes, it's that bad. Um, So to your question, what what would it look like when I was eating poorly? I was eating too much. So I pretty much cook all of my meals at home because it's getting better now, but there did not used to be that many gluten-free pre-made things that didn't taste like garbage. <laughs> like, I guess companies were like, put gluten-free on it, stamp it out there, and sell it for $8, somebody didn't buy it, and it was just terrible, it was terrible. So, I started making my own food because I was like, well, I, if I make it, I know it's gluten-free, and I can at least try and make it taste somewhat decently. Um, so, I typically eat a lot of, I eat a lot of meat, like, I just could never be vegan. Sorry, vegans. It's not it's nothing personal. It's just I really like a steak every now and then. Um, a lot of shrimp. I do a lot of things with quinoa. Um, pretty hefty on the veggies. Not so much fruit. Occasionally I'll get some fruit, but, like, eggs. A lot of eggs.
0: So it was a very, like, whole foods diet, but you were eating too much
1: of it? I was just eating too much. That's it. That's that was the main thing is. Now, I'm not going to lie. I love junk food. Like there there is a like deep part of me that's like, "Let's sit around and eat Sour Patch Kids and chug Mountain Dew all day." <laughs> does that sound fun? And there's the other side of my brain that's like, "Yeah, that does sound fun, but that is not sustainable." So I don't want to sit here and sound like I don't ever eat a whole bunch of stupid shit because I'm real good at eating a whole bunch of stupid shit. But I also so that part of my brain was like you can you cannot call yourself trying to eat well and eat that all the time. So it was it was that I was just eating too much. It doesn't matter if it's the most delicious shrimp and quinoa and vegetable bowl that you've made for yourself if you eat three bowls where you could have just had one it doesn't matter that that's quinoa shrimp and vegetables it's too much damn quinoa shrimp and vegetables so
0: that That, you know that's that's a point that a lot of people often overlook and and it's one of the most common things that i get one of the most common dms emails is people being like listen there must be some – this is usually how it goes. I must have a thyroid issue. I must have a metabolic issue. I must have a genetic issue. I must have – it must be my age because I eat very healthy and no matter what, I can't lose weight. And listen, anytime someone says I eat very healthy, there's always the the other side of them that they're not telling you like you just said, the sour patch and Mountain Dew. Like there's – all. like everyone has that. Like shouldn't say everyone. Most people, there are some people right. with like – serious disordered eating who don't who don't have that but that's a whole separate issue that you don't want to get into but There there's always things whether you don't really realize you don't really think about you You tend to think in terms of oh, well, yeah I mean the most of the time I'm having my like my grilled chicken salad or my my turkey sandwich with uh with Swiss or whatever It is and you just completely forget about the entire bag of Doritos that you downed after lunch and then whatever Whatever it is like you can eat even if you eat only quote-unquote healthy whole minimally processed foods you can definitely still overeat on the calories and i think that realizing that is a massive massive um massively overlooked and under misunderstood component to fat loss and weight loss
1: oh i definitely agree because honestly i mean i and i wouldn't have been lying at the time because i genuinely thought i was like i I used my gluten intolerance as like a kind of a shield for that. I'd be like, I can't possibly be eating that poorly to constitute this much weight gain because I already have to be so careful on what I eat. I I can't have like, I, it's, it's not like I can just go out and chow down at some restaurant and overeat because I have to be so careful on what I'm eating at a restaurant that, you know, I can't almost, I almost can't, not can't eat out, but like, I can never get dessert when I go out to meet yeah. friends. So, like an amazing point. In my head, I'm like, no, I never get dessert because I can't because no one offers gluten-free cake in the middle of the day. You know, so yeah. And
0: then you're like, and since I can't have dessert, clearly I'm eating healthy and I should be losing weight, but I'm not. It's like exactly. It, it's so that's a really really great point. And people do that with all sorts of things. Well, I I eat, I eat almost no carbs. I don't know why I'm not losing weight. It's like. I, and what they're really saying is all my other friends are, are not completely restricting carbs, but I am because I feel like that's what I need to do. And even though I'm restricting carbs, I'm still not losing weight, but they're not understanding that they're eating way too much fucking bacon or whatever it is. So it's <laughs> like I, you're hitting on a really good point that just because you're gluten-free or just because you don't eat carbs or just because you cook your own meals doesn't mean that you're not overeating. And there's something else that you said, too. You were like, if you had asked yourself then, you wouldn't have been lying because you legitimately believed it. And that is a very important point to talk about because a lot of people get very angry with me when they're talking about their what they're eating and, uh, and basically what they're eating, why they're not losing weight. And it's very simple. If you look at the research and the literature and reported data people who struggle to lose weight consistently underestimate how much they're eating whereas people who struggle to gain weight consistently overestimate how much they're eating it's it's very common trends i mean we probably I, i'm sure you do like i know i have friends who are like oh i eat so much i just can't gain any weight and then you hang out with them for a day and they like they, maybe they order the, the meatball sub, but they have two bites and they're stuffed. And it's like yeah. there are people who usually what they struggle to do, they aren't actually doing what they need to do in order to achieve it. And it's not that they're lying. It's a really important thing to understand. It's not that you're lying. It's not that you're being malicious. It's that you literally don't know how much you're eating.
1: Yep. So I mean, yeah, genuinely. And I can see how people would get upset with you because I used to be that person and it, it wasn't obviously towards you, but so I wouldn't have friends that I mean, I'm sh- I am shocked that I have any friends left because during the time of me figuring out what the hell was going on with me, I could not stop talking about how much weight I gained. And it was also to, you know, to a certain point. Uh, when I get an inflammation response, my whole body puffs up like the Michelin Man. So like, <laughs> it, it's not very flattering in photos. And I would see a picture of myself and it would just devastate me to my core. I would just be like, don't take a picture. I really don't want to be in the picture. Please let me not be in the picture. I don't want to see what I look like. Because that, like, I just can't handle it. And people would just be like, Katie, there's nothing wrong. And I'm like, no, I I have like four chins in that picture. And I, I'm down with two, but four is too much. I just can't. And so people would be trying to help me and they'd be like, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? And I would genuinely get offended that they would even suggest that it could be something that I was doing to myself because I was like, you don't understand. I'm, I'm doing everything I possibly can. And and so I completely understand that people must get upset with you because you're so blunt and clear. and I mean, you should be on this is probably the issue and really the easiest thing to do is what I did when I started training with you is I literally went and bought a notebook and started writing down everything I ate and within the first two or three days of me just just writing it down, just writing it down, I really looked at it and I went, holy shit, I've (laughs) eating way too much food. And that's all that I, I'd already you'd already given me you know, my calorie intakes for the day. And when you gave me those numbers, I was like, I'm gonna starve to fucking death. There is no way this is gonna work. I'm going to die. And then, like three days in, I was like, I haven't been hungry once, and I've written all this food down, and I'm looking at how little I've actually eaten today, but I made all that food count. And now I'm realizing that I was, how much I was eating, honestly, it took, it it only took me two or three days to really go, this was you dummy. Like this wasn't, this wasn't Hashimoto's, this wasn't gluten, this wasn't anything else. This was you sitting here, shoveling food in your face, feeling bad for yourself, telling yourself that there was nothing you could do about it because then that removes your responsibility from the situation. So.
0: I will say though, I mean, I've worked with a lot of people. I've worked with a lot, a lot, a lot of people. And, and some people I work with, are like you and you that you go get the notebook you start writing things down and you're like oh fuck, that was my fault like you're very quick to take responsibility and it's no surprise that that's also why you're so successful and and i want to talk more about how successful because it's fucking incredible then there are other people who they do that but it takes a little longer maybe they don't follow instructions as quickly maybe like i mean it's so funny I guarantee you there are going to be people listening to this who are struggling to lose weight, who are not tracking their calories, who are not writing their foods down, who are listening to this and they'll say like, oh yeah, you know, that might be a good idea to write my food down and then they never do and there Mm -hmm. are people, they'll just take a longer time to make it happen. So there's like people like you who just do it really quick, boom, done, awesome. There are other people who take a little bit longer and there are other people who never change at all, who just like they continue to either overlook things or or purposely or not subconsciously or not like not see what's actually going on I just I literally just last night had a, a conversation with um, with a really sweet woman she's she's very kind we were, t- we were speaking through email and basically she's telling me that she's struggling with losing weight um, and we have a, a many emails back and forth and and she's telling me I was like how about you send me uh, some pictures of your meals uh, during the week. And she was like, okay, but just so you know, like all of my meals during the week, like they're they're basically all the same. And I was like, oh, okay. So would you say then that the weekends are where you might be eating more than you think you should be? And her response was, no, 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 not at all. My weekends, I actually probably even eat less because X, Y, and Z. And then I replied, I was like, okay, Um so basically we had another back and forth. So this is where it got really interesting. She goes, the weekend was where uh, I actually eat less. And I was like, okay, so where do you think you're making – like where do you think like the issue is with, with your nutrition? Like if you had to pinpoint one spot that could improve, where would it be? And she was like, um, well, basically you know, sometimes on the weekends when I have something I probably shouldn't have, uh, then I just say fuck it and I go all out. And I was like, okay, so just to clarify, it is the weekends. And (laughs) literally, she uh, came to, in the discussion, she was like, oh my God, what I was doing was is I was telling you my ideal weekend, not my realistic weekend. I was telling you what I would like to be doing on the weekends, but usually what actually happens is I end up eating something that makes me feel like I screwed up and then I just go off completely and go off for the rest of the weekend until I get back on track on Monday and have the same meals Monday through Friday, restrict, 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 and then binge on the weekends. And it's one of those things that really highlights people are not necessarily lying when they're saying that it's not working. They oftentimes just don't know. And I really highlight that because sometimes people listening, they'll be like, oh, well, this isn't me. Like I actually have an issue. I am being really good with it. And if that, I actually wrote this in my Instagram post yesterday. I was like, if you think you're doing everything right and nothing is working, you're not doing everything right. And right. it's really, really, it's a hard pill to swallow, but it's an important pill to swallow. And that was one of the things that, that working with you that like from the very beginning and I, I love that you outlined the first thing you did was you wrote down everything you ate because it's very simple. Anyone can do it and it immediately shows you, oh fuck, I'm not really doing what I need to do.
1: Oh, yeah. And th- the thing is, too, is that, <clears throat> <Ooh. coughs> excuse me, sorry. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I think the, the thing that people think, oh, I'm doing everything right, what was the point of writing everything down? Well, if you're doing everything right and you write it down, then you will have evidence that you were doing everything right. So you shouldn't be, I, I've had a couple people that are like, oh, that's not going to help me. Uh, when I told them what I was doing, they're like, Oh, you know, I don't think, I don't think counting my calories is going to help. Cause I'll be totally honest. When I started counting calories, I was like, this is, this is a total, this is a total waste of my time. I'm only doing it because <laughs> the dude me? told me to. And wait, you know, wait, when you started know, with me, you
0: thought it was a waste of time.
1: Oh yeah. absolutely. <laughs> genuinely so so I'll tell you this too, is I, and this is pretty, I guess, I guess indicative of where my mental state was when I, when I first started training with you a couple months ago is I thought that I was so fucked up that even you couldn't help me. And I genuinely had the thought, I was like, I'm going to be the first person that this dude goes, holy shit, this girl is fucked up like chocolate cheese. There's nothing that can help her. (laughs) Sorry, Katie. You're just, you're just screwed, Katie. You're just, you're just never going to be okay again. And that's just ego. Uh, that's my ego, you know, helping itself. Like, no, 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 It's not us. It's not us. See, it can't be us. We're doing everything we can. It's not us. So when I first started counting calories, and I didn't really, you know, I told people, you yeah, know, this is what I'm doing. And they're like, oh, I could never count calories. And I was like, Yeah, to be honest, as soon as this is done, I'm not going to count calories either because <laughs> I really don't think this is going to work. And then after a couple of weeks, I was like, you know what? This shit is working. And I'm going to be counting calories until the day I die because I, I, it's a way to keep myself honest. I know I can totally see how some people could get caught up in being extremely rigid with it or making it a, something that they over focus on. And I can totally see how that could not help some people. But for me, it keeps me accountable. And it's easier for me to like make sure that I'm hitting my markers because I used to think I could, oh, I like, I just eyeball that. And it's fine. It's totally fine. And between like you and Susan posting Instagram posts is like what you think this is and then what this has been measured. So we know this is exactly this much calories. And then you just eyeball that and the difference in calories. And I was like, Oh my God, that was me. Yep. <laughs> so and
0: people still like, I literally another email conversation I was having, uh, People send me the the pictures of their food sometimes, especially if someone's not making the progress that they should be making based on what they're reporting they're eating. Then I'll be like, hey, do me a favor and and send me pictures of your meals. And uh, One of the most common ones, one of the most common ones that I actually saw last night was um, basically they were having a plate full of veggies and, and colorful food, which was amazing, and a massive portion of the plate was avocado. Uh, and guacamole and i was like uh did you happen to weigh that or was it more eyeballed and in this particular case it was like oh well i eyeballed it i was like do me a favor weigh it and then just take a picture of the new portion size and she was like you think that's going to be very different i was like i guarantee you (laughs) it's going to be very different like because it's one of those things where it's so easy to go, oh, well, it's natural, oh, like it's healthy, oh, it's whatever, and then when you actually measure how, mon- how many calories are in an avocado, I love avocado, it's amazing, I eat it all, I literally had it like a couple nights ago, but it's very fucking high calorie. It's-
1: it is! Do you know how pissed I was when I looked at how much calories were in an avocado versus how much protein? I was like, my whole life, I thought cal- I made avocados with nothing but protein, <laughs> nothing but calories, this
0: But, oh my God, you bring up a really good point. This is – I'm so glad you just said that because this is where the intuitive eating crowd will be like, we'll just eat how you feel. And I'm like – How the fuck are you supposed to eat intuitively if you don't know what the fuck you're eating? Do not tell me
1: that. I will eat Sour Patch Kids and Mountain Dew. So (laughs) that's okay. Well,
0: exactly. But not only that. Not only that. Like 100%. Don't tell me that because I'll fucking – I'll go to the candy store and I'll get like every massive jawbreaker there and eat all of them over the course of months. But what is – even if you're thinking more like generally healthy fitness related – It's like, okay, well, they're telling you to go to the gym and and to, to work out and make sure you're eating enough protein but eat intuitively. What if you don't know what foods have protein? What if you actually think avocado is more protein than it is fat? How can you do that intuitively if you don't know? It's one of the greatest flaws with their logic. It's like in order to become an intuitive eater, which I think is an ultimate goal, you first have to educate yourself. With what you're actually eating and that's the perfect example it's like you don't know how many calories you don't know how much protein you don't know like sometimes you might be eating th- something let's say for example you're eating the avocado and God forbid the avocado made you feel like shit and like that would be the worst if I was allergic to avocado I'd be really upset because I absolutely like guacamole. <laughs> but maybe you might think oh no like high protein foods like really screw with me so I can't have avocado and anything else high protein but really it was something else completely and you just blame it on something that you assume is in there without the knowledge to have it. It's so, so important. It's one of those things and I always use this example when people are like, oh, no, 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 you shouldn't be, be tracking your calories. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, do you not track your finances? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> right, exactly,
1: exactly. Like, it's, go- not, it, it's not that you're trying to be restrictive inherently in the fact that you're tracking it. It's just that if you write it down, if you know what you're doing, then you can go back later and find out where you went wrong or maybe where something could be, you know, tailored a little bit better. there's, you can't do that if you're just going off of memory. I mean, they've done so many studies on, you know, like witness firsthand statements for a crime. They've even done studies to show that people, even firsthand accounts, if you just asked five different people what they witnessed, all five of their stories are completely different exactly so your brain right. is going to tell you what it wants you to know like it's not your brain is not set up to tell you you know you well I guess some people you know with like really crippling depression or something would tell their brains to tell them you're 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 totally fucking this all up it's all your fault but your ego wants to come through and say no no, it isn't. It's not our fault. It's outside of our control because when it's outside of your control, that literally means that you have been removed from responsibility from the situation. That's and it's exactly so, right. a lot of people just want to say, it can't be, if, it, if it's removed from my responsibility, then there's literally nothing I can do about it. So I'm doing the best I can.
0: That's exactly, exactly 100% right. I could not have said it any better. And I, like I'm not even gonna add on to it because I was perfect um, so okay so here we are you think I'm an idiot when you sign on calories aren't gonna work I'm gonna <laughs> prove this motherfucker wrong I'm even actually I'm gonna say something real quick on that I wrote an article early on when I started uh, blogging so I had already been coaching for a number of years um, and I had seen all of these these issues that crop up in person on Instagram didn't even exist yet so like it was one of those things like it hadn't even come out yet I hadn't seen it on such a wide scale DM after DM but I had seen a lot of these issues and spoken about them with clients and one of my first articles that I ever wrote was called special butterfly syndrome and basically saying to the effect of most people want to feel like they are a special butterfly in the sense of that the, rules of thermodina- the laws of thermodynamics don't apply to them or there's something different with them inherently. There's something wrong with their metabolism. There's something wrong with them as an individual. And there are some people in some situations like yourself in which you are at a disadvantage. You have a serious issue. But percentage-wise, it is the vast, 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 vast minority. And here's the cool part. Once you got on medication and once you got everything under control, once you got what your body needed then you could actually take responsibility like you did and start seeing unbelievable progress. Correct. So, so basically from, from the time that you thought I was an idiot and calorie counting wasn't going to (laughs) work, take it from there.
1: So to clarify, I never thought you were an idiot. I just thought I was a special (laughs) butterfly and, and that counting calories, I just thought that my problem was so much more severe than counting calories. Like, I, and I just thought that's way too simple to solve this, in my head, monumental of a problem. Um, so when I started, I just thought, I'm going to do it. Because I can't say it didn't work if I didn't do it. Like I can't be one of those people that just doesn't write things down. They're still eating a whole bunch of shit that they're just not writing down. Because it doesn't. If you're, if that's your mindset, then you're never gonna, you're never gonna make it. Like if you think I don't have to write it down because I, I just won't report it. it it's like that whole, you know, if you cheat on a test, you know, when your teacher was like, oh, you know. If you cheat, you, that just means you're cheating yourself because you don't actually know the information and one day that's going to come back and bite you. It literally will because just not writing it down, it doesn't mean that your body isn't processing it. So And it's probably saving it because you just ate a bunch of dumb shit and you think I'll just not write it down and I won't tell the truth. <laughs> not so, to
0: mention, even if you're like, oh, I'll write it down later, I forget what oh, I eat all the time. Like, it's, if I oh,
1: – You yeah, have to write it I, down I in I the I caught moment. myself – oh, sorry. I didn't mean to keep talking over you. No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. If I caught myself, like if I forgot my notebook, um, I go into my iPhone and make little notes. And then as soon as I get back to my notebook, write it all down. Like I keep everything in my notebook because that way I can go back later. I also started like helping myself out and like measuring out portions. And especially if it was something I made at home, I would calculate all the calories, write down the portion, exact portion that I had and the exact protein and calories in that portion so that I could just, instead of having to look things up nonstop, I could just flip back a couple pages in my notebook and be like, I had this today. It was exactly like that last time. This is the calories and protein for it. So I don't have to keep making this into a whole lot of work because I, I when I started, I explained this to one of my friends and he was just like, that sounds really, it uh, sounds like a, a you know, really labor intensive thing. And I was like, no, not not really maybe it's the way I'm explaining it because uh it really isn't like I I'm gonna eat something I measure it out or like if I'm at a restaurant and I can't really measure it out I just do the best I can like and on top of doing the best I can instead of like eating until I'm full I like you know what let's let's just eat slowly and If I'm hungry at the end, I can still have a little bit more. But instead of just saying, "Well, this is on my plate. I can't really measure it, so I'll just eat all of it," and then later on (laughs) when I weigh two pounds heavier tomorrow, just be like, "Oh, it's all ruined. It's over."
0: You know, so it's so funny. Like what you said, you are you are so logical with all of it. You are so you're like, yeah. So I just was tracking the calories and how much protein, and I would make a note of it so I could flip back. You said it very nonchalantly but your friend who said well that sounds really labor intensive that friend is in the majority of people who are like oh my god like i don't i don't want to do that that's a lot of work and your your reaction is very similar to my reaction which is anything when you first start doing it and you start learning there's a learning curve it's labor intensive right. because you don't know you literally don't know what carbs are, what fats are, what proteins are. You don't know what foods have what. You don't know what foods have certain calories. You don't know anything. You have to learn a new skill. It's, it's almost, I'm always like surprised. Like Yes, at the beginning, it's going to be difficult. And then for the rest of your life, you will not have to actively, actively count, but you'll be able to intuitively understand. You can look at your plate and know, and you won't have to obsess over it. You won't have to put that much effort into it because you have a certain level of mastery. I'm always like very surprised to be like, oh, God, it takes so much time. It's like, yeah, it takes so much time when you don't know how to do it. But just like you did, when you take it, you front load it, you're very smart with it. You just track it all. You have it all there for you. It makes it so much more simple. It's uh, it's several minutes a day at most.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, honestly, like it really – if you – And this is going to sound really, really harsh. If you think that you just cannot possibly donate the time to counting your calories or writing things down and holding yourself accountable, then I have really bad news for you, and it's that you're not really ready to solve this problem yet. And that's okay. It's okay to not be in a place to not be ready to solve a problem. Like It's kind of like the first step to fixing a problem is admitting there is one you might just be stuck in the admitting there's a problem phase and that's okay. It's not, it's not like anybody's, you know, should be judging you for not being ready to start fixing the problem yet. But you also kind of lose your ability to complain about it. If you're not doing anything to fix it, like I'm all for venting. You had a bad day. Things aren't going your way. Something's wrong, whatever it is. But my first question to anybody I, and I don't mean to say this like I'm bragging about myself, I've found myself in a position to where I most of my friends come to me with their issues, even if they're just wanting to talk, like just have somebody to listen to, or, hey, I really appreciate your input, could you tell me what I'm doing right now? It, it's okay to not be ready to solve that problem, but I'm not the kind of person that's going to sit there and listen to you complain about something. You're actively not doing anything to fix. Like, I might let you get one or two days of just, oh, woe is me. And before I'm like, okay, well, here's a possible solution. What are you going to do with that information? And if you turn that back around on me and just go, oh, I'm not ready to do that yet. Well, then your problem isn't going to go away. And if you're just really not in a place where you're ready to actually start attacking this problem, that is okay. But you need to know that because you're going to keep sitting in that pile of shit until you decide to stand up. Like, and that that's just... That's probably a little bit too blunt for some people, and I don't mean for it to be, but at the end of the day, you're either ready to start working on the problem or you're not, and you have to decide which one you are. And it's it's really, to me, that simple.
0: I think that was the most perfect sequence of words I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I think what you just said was the literal most perfect sequence of words i've ever heard and i was like fuck i wish i could speak that eloquently oh my dear lord that <laughs> what the whatever just came out of your mouth i'm glad it's being recorded because holy fuck that was beautiful <laughs> that was absolutely stunning incredible all right wow um okay so here here's where we are you start writing all your foods down you start tracking your calories and you start making progress like tell tell like what happened like what did the progress look like how much progress where did you start where did you end up like and like how are you like I remember getting emails from you being like dude what the fuck is going on like talk about that (laughs) (laughs)
1: um so uh I don't know if you remember but early very early on in our, our us training together well so I'm trying not to give too much information that's irrelevant to the situation um I travel a lot, not as much as you, but I go back and forth between Washington and Alabama pretty frequently, and um, I was in Alabama when I signed up with you, and then I had to drive all the way back to Washington, and then very quickly after driving back to Washington, I flew to North Carolina for about 10 days to hang out with one of my best friends and go to her cousin's wedding, and while I was in North Carolina, I was really, really scared. I was like, I've only been doing this for like two to three weeks. I hadn't seen too much uh, progress at that point. So I was really nervous about, Like, I felt like I was hitting pause on progress that was like, I'm on the verge of being visible or trackable, and then I was gonna just totally screw it up by going <laughs> out of town for 10 days and just be like, well, now I'm basically am starting over. Um, and I know I emailed you in that time because what additionally happened is when I and it's kind of hit or miss now I don't really know I'm sure it's a hormonal thing that I could track if I drew my blood every day and had access to the lab, but um, I gained like 10 pounds on my period and it happens like overnight and this has happened to me my entire life and other female friends of mine that did not have this happen would absolutely tell me that couldn't be it. And I'm like, you want me to step on a scale? I will step on a scale right now, and then tomorrow I will be 10 pounds heavier. And I've done nothing different except I started my period. And while I was in North Carolina, not only had I not seen that much progress, but I started my period. And my weight climbed all the way back up to where it was before I even – so I had started the inner circle, and I'd lost about six pounds doing the inner circle. And just that. I wasn't tracking calories. I wasn't changing really anything about my diet. I had literally just started doing inner circle monthly workouts and I'd lost about six pounds. And then I started training with you and I saw that at that morning my period started and my weight just fucking skyrocketed. I was devastated. I was like, it's because I'm in North Carolina. It's because I'm not at home. It's because I haven't been going to the gym. There's all these things and it's all my fault. And literally the week, like as my period progressed and it went all, it was over, I stepped on the scale one morning, and I lost all of my period weight, but I've all, I'd also lost like two pounds extra that I didn't.
0: Fucking whoosh right there. So
1: I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck is happening? I haven't even been that good with my nutrition. I know I haven't been because I'm visiting friends, and I just, I really also like, I had to put a certain amount of trust in you in that you, you said, I'm not, I can't put this up going on vacation. You should enjoy your time on vacation. You should not sit there and just be like, I'm never going to be here again, but I can't have that because the uh, stupid diet. I really tried to just make decent, intelligent decisions, but also be okay with the fact like, look, damn it. You're just gonna, it's just enjoy the damn food and stop being so hard on yourself. If like, you spent the last five years being horribly evil to yourself. And where has that gotten you? Nowhere. So just eat that damn chicken wing. Shut the fuck up. And you know you're going to get right back to it as soon as you get home. So calm down. And even before I'd gotten back home to Washington, I'd already seen the scale drop a couple times. And I was like, this is insane. I'm not even really trying that hard. And then once I got back to Washington and I knew I was in a more controlled environment is really when I started seeing like, To me, insane progress because I had been stuck at uh, at the lowest I could get scale was 154 pounds. And just for reference, for people that don't know me, I'm 5'3", and my entire life, my average comfortable weight was like 130. So I got up to 160 in February. I got that down to 154 in April, I guess. And that's the lowest the scale had gone. I had absolutely no faith that that scale was going to drop below 150. Like I, I just knew it wasn't. And I even emailed you. I said, "Dude, the day that this drops to 149, I don't care if it's 149.999, I'm going to shit my pants because I'm going to. I just I, that's going to be monumental." I remember and then, that. <laughs> <laughs> and then it happened. And then once that happened, and I really, I had, I had. Tracked my weight also in my notebook. I tracked my calories and my weight every day so that I could see, I could start to see the pattern of it's climbing back up, it's cli- it's going back down, it's climbing back up, it's going back down. And then watching yours, honestly, dude, when you told me I had to weigh myself every day, I was like, oh man, that's gonna throw it all off. That's <laughs> that's, that's gonna wreck it because the second I step on that scale and it's higher than it was the day before is when I'm just gonna be like, see, it doesn't fucking work. And that's what I was doing in the past is weighing myself at really random times. I had been eating all day, so I'd weigh myself at the end of the day. (laughs) It it, it, it was insane. Like, there was no pattern whatsoever. So I don't know how I thought I was going to dictate a pattern when I really – there was no control. There was no control. It wasn't like – it was just, you know what? I really want to hurt my own feelings. I'm going to step on that scale right now. And so when you told me I had to weigh myself every day, I was like, this is no – There's just no way that this is going to be good for my mental health. This guy's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) No, I never thought you were an idiot. I just really thought I was a special butterfly. Like I can't – I cannot emphasize that enough. I really thought in all of your expertise and all of your experience and all of the things that you have done in your life, I thought I was going to be the first person to stump Jordan Syed, which is insane in hindsight. But that's how special of a butterfly I thought I was, and I do understand, you know, in all of we are all special in our own little ways. We are all our special little butterflies, and this, to a certain extent. But you can't use that as an excuse to not do what the fuck you need to do. So when I started seeing all this progress, I genuinely was like, I, I, am completely speechless <laughs> uh, and. Not only am I completely speechless, I'm fucking stupid for thinking I was so fucking special that, oh, look at me, you know, Jordan Syed can't help me. And it's not even you, it's just counting calories and doing what the fuck you're supposed to do. Like, yes, you were the one that told me that, but I mean, it's, this is not your concept. You didn't, you know, magically one day you go, you know what, I'm going to solve the world's problems because I'm going to tell everybody it's calorie deficit. I mean, you are solving the world's problems by telling people that, but there's, you didn't come up with that concept, you learned that concept, and now you're teaching it to other people, and for whatever reason, I was like, uh uh-uh, ain't gonna happen, no, no fucking way, and then when it did, I was just like, this is fucking crazy, and I can't tell you how many people, so I live in Washington, I'm back in Alabama right now, I'm, I'm leaving again soon, but I've been visiting for about a month, and all of these people that haven't seen me since I started training with you have been like, what the fuck have you been doing? since I saw you last. And I'm like, you want to know? It's really fucking easy. It's going to piss you off. If it's that fucking easy. <laughs> And they were like, what is it? Tell me what it is. I'll fucking do it. And I was like, you get yourself a calculator. You go watch this dude's YouTube video, because I'm going to fuck it up, <laughs> explaining it to you. And he's put it really well on YouTube, and it's right there. All you got to do is click on it. Calculate this shit. Send this dude an email, because he's super nice, and he'll fucking help you. Uh, and go your ass to the fucking gym. Like, that's all you have to fucking do. And I've had so many people tell me they're going to do it, and I randomly check your Instagram to see if they're following you, and they're not. And it cracks me up because I'm like, you want to believe that this is so much harder that you can't do it, and you don't have time, you don't have the ability, it's too hard, it's too much, and as long as you stay right there you are never going to make the progress it doesn't matter what diet exercise program you try and get on you're still stuck in the it's not going to work for me phase and i totally know how that feels but i you just it, you're when you talk about motivation you're like you just have to fucking go and do it and then the motivation comes that's so true and i wish there i wish there was a way to like implant that in people's brains so that they would just stop worrying about well, how do i get motivated well, motherfucker, do you want to lose weight or not? Like that, it's that easy. It's that it's that easy. And you know, I've had so many people ask me, "What have I been doing?" And I know they're waiting for me to say, "Well, I only eat at 4 p.m. every third Tuesday." <laughs> and, and, and it's just, oh my god, not that difficult. It really isn't. Like I chart the stars, and as long as the moon is in the West quadrant of the sky. Then I am allowed to have exactly three bites of a butterfinger. I mean,
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god!
1: It's not that complicated. And when I tell people this is as easy as it is, this is literally all I've been doing. Something in their brain just that they go dead behind the eyes because I feel like they want to punch me in the face because they think I'm lying to them. I'm like, listen. I am as honest as I could possibly be. I'm a horrible liar. I don't even waste time trying to come up with a lie because I know I'm bad at it. I'm not lying to you. This is literally the only thing I've been doing. And I feel like, some, like I'm waiting on somebody to be like, that can't be it. I'm like, I swear to God, I hand to Jesus. That's it. It's that easy. I sound like I'm on an infomercial right now, but I mean, <laughs> I was as doubtful Of this working as I could have possibly been I could not have believed that this was going to work any less than I did like genuinely and that's also I want to say because I was in a very bad mental state as well like it wasn't just my diet it was a whole lot of things going on in my life at that time that had just kind of worn me down to the point of being extremely apathetic And that's also something that I don't think a lot of people want to take a a pause and like look at, are you really doing the best that you can for your life? Because yeah, it sounds like it's a lot more work, but at the end of the day, you have to decide what you want. And it's that, it's just that simple too is what do you want? How do you get there? And then decide if you're going to go or not. And I always tell people this, like, I've told people this in relations, like, in relationships, uh, because my marriage previously was a terrible, terrible thing, but it made me, like, realize a lot of things about myself, and that's that you have to be at the point where you literally have no other option but to change. For some people, like some people can go, I really need to change that. It's not that bad, but I should probably get ahead of it before it gets worse. And some people have to be eyeball deep in it before they'll go, this is really bad. And I have got to do something different. And if you aren't there yet, you aren't going to do anything differently. You're just going to keep letting it build up and build up and build up. And I wish that I could go back in time. And the only thing I would change is to tell myself, you got to change this now. Like, if you get ahead of this now, it's going to be a lot easier. You're going to have a lot less work to do if you get ahead of this now. Uh, I didn't, but it still turned out okay. I mean, and that that's also, I think, an important thing to remember is even if you let it get really, really bad, you can still fix it. I mean, are you dead? Are you on fire? No. Are so you, you can dead still or fix on it. fire? <laughs> I stole that from one of my good friends. He'll ask at the end of the day, like, you, especially if you're complaining and you know that you're complaining and you're just, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me. He'll look at you and just say, but are you on fire? <laughs> and you're like, no. And then he's like, well, then it's not that bad. And at the time I'd be like, that is such a frustrating thing for you to say to me right now. But it's true to an extent. Like, I mean, you can use anything on fire is pretty extreme, but Like, if you're not dead, then you still have time. So stop beating yourself up. Stop making it so much worse. Stop waiting until you're... Like, you wouldn't wait until your house was completely engulfed in flames to call the fire department. Would you? No. So why do you want to wait until... You can't look at yourself in the mirror. You can't face another day because... Your mental health is so poor. You can't possibly think about doing anything differently because you've just let this be an absolute nightmare. Like, don't let it get that bad. But even if you do, even if you do, it is still 100% salvageable. So, like, don't forget that. Don't forget that you can just literally start over tomorrow. It's okay.
0: You know what uh, I've realized through the duration of this call is that you are my Patronus. (laughs) (laughs) You are my Patronus. That's like, you are my Patronus in full form that like I am, I am very rarely rendered speechless uh, because I can talk for fucking ever.
1: Me too. I'm like,
0: you are incredible in every way, shape and form. And I like, I have nothing to add because you've said everything way better way more eloquently way more powerfully um i i'm i'm motivated right now i'm inspired right now and i knew like you inspired me before but holy fuck this is like i am i have my the hairs on my arms are standing up and i'm like so grateful that you were willing to come on and speak and i i legitimately know without a shadow of a doubt you've just changed thousands of lives um is, is there anything I don't I don't want to keep you on too long. I know we're well over an hour now. No, no, is there no. anything that that you would like to leave people with or are you like is that it? Like is that like the 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 end ending message or is there anything else you would like to leave people with?
1: Um I think the like the really final statement that I can make is that it's just it's just going to be okay and and you know you can waste all your time and energy thinking that it's going to be bad and and that's not going to get you anywhere, but, but worse. So all that time and energy that you have literally spent digging your hole deeper. If you just shift gears and change one thing at a time, don't try and take on an entire mountain. You can't, you, no one would expect you. No one expects people to climb Mount Everest. People that set out to climb Mount Everest, they do not do it in one day. They do it in tiny, tiny, tiny segments. Just pick one thing that you know you can have control over and start fixing it. And as soon as you start doing that, you really see all the things that you need to, that need your attention. And don't get overwhelmed. Take it still. Every day is a new day and it is going to be okay. And, you know, you can do it. You absolutely can do it. There's, there's just nothing stopping you from just taking your life in in your hands and making it what you want it to be. You can absolutely do it, I, and 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 that goes for anybody. Like I, I, don't know you, but I have faith in you. You can, you can fucking do it.
0: Well, listen, I'm gonna say it again. You are my Patronus charm. For everyone who doesn't know what a Patronus charm is, you really need to read Harry Potter already. Um, <laughs> but. One thing that uh, that I would like to end with that you mentioned earlier is in terms of, you mentioned finding the thing that you can take control over and, and going back to something that you said earlier in terms of when you feel like it's out of your control, then you are no longer responsible for it and it gives you an opportunity to not even try. And the thing that I think the perfect practical example of this is you started to write down everything you're eating that's it like yeah like before we even talk about counting calories or anything like just write down what you eat if if you don't want to count calories yet don't count calories yet but you have control over a pen and fucking paper or you have control over your notes in your phone write down what and again like you said if you're not willing to do that, then you're not actually ready to change and that's okay. But be aware of that and know that.
1: Exactly. Like if you're, you're either ready to change or you're not. And it's, again, it's okay that you're not ready to change, but maybe you also, not maybe, you definitely have to realize that if you aren't, if you aren't ready to change, then nothing is going to be different. So you can't wake up every day doing the exact same thing you did yesterday. And then, magically it didn't change well of course not you didn't do anything differently you did the exact same thing you did yesterday so what is is it just supposed to magically change overnight what what is going to be different if you don't do different things
0: i i love it kate you know how much i love you (laughs) I'm, I'm, I
1: don't handle compliments well. I'm going to be, that's not even a
0: compliment. (laughs) That's just like my truth. I love you. That's just fact, my truth. You don't have to reciprocate. I,
1: no, I totally, I, how could I not? You, I genuinely, like, I'm not going to turn this into like, you know, a a (laughs) sob test over here, but like, I very much believe that people come into your lives or into your life at a point when you need them most. And I, could have gotten this information from anyone it just happened to be you and i'm not trying to like blow smoke up your ass or you know sound like i want an infomercial over here but i you gave you gave me the information to get my life back like i feel i genuinely feel like you gave me my life back you put me on the path to get my life back to where i i feel like I'm i'm on the right path again like i and I mean that, and so of course I love you like that you I couldn't you couldn't do all of this for me and me just be like, hey, you're pretty cool I guess.
0: <laughs> still don't think calories count though, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> no really i i'm incredibly blessed to have you in my life and i'm blessed that you were willing to come on and talk about this i think uh literally as we're ending i'm like what am i going to title this podcast part of me wants to be like the single most important podcast you will ever listen to in your entire life (laughs) that's where my head first went but i don't think i'm going to do that either way um thank you so much like from the bottom of my heart i think this is is probably my my all-time favorite podcast that i've ever done both on my podcast or anyone else's podcast because it's so truthful and so helpful and so honest. And it's just like there is nothing more powerful than the truth. And that's what you gave. And I'm so, so, so grateful for you. Thank you so much, Katie.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, I don't know if you would like, if you want to give your social media handles for people to follow you. If not, you don't have to, but you're welcome to if you would like.
1: Oh, sure. Um, I don't, I tend to keep my Facebook pretty private, but my Instagram's wide open, flapping in the wind for anybody to uh, spy on me. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and it's uh, uh It's K-L-E-I-N-E, period, K-T.
0: Amazing. Amazing. On, an,
1: on Instagram. Did I say that? I might have. I don't know.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I love you, and I will talk to you very soon, Katie.
1: Awesome. Thanks. Love you too, bud. Bye. Bye.